Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. All right, one day late, but definitely not a dollar short. Uh, Coach you and Mike Farrell here. We're back for our weekly talk about college football as we're getting close to this college football season. Um, obviously, we talk a lot of high school football as well. We cover those guys. And uh, before we kind of jump on anything, though, we definitely want to talk a little bit about our D1 promo that we've been doing and just been flying with with some great players. Um, you go to myfootballcamps.com slash D1. I highly advise this, and I've had a few discussions with uh, parents that are interested. If you're looking to get a promotion from two people that are not just currently among the guys that people look to to get information from, but have been that for a very long time, 20 years, where that where there is credibility when we talk about a player. Um, that's me and Mike. And so take advantage of that. Take a look at that. What do you think, Mike? Yeah, and it's the time too. I mean, the, the season is starting. Scrimmages are are out there. Um, you know, our, our quarterback Carson Kruber just hit me up um, yesterday. He threw four touchdowns in his scrimmage. You know, sent me the film. Um, and you know, he's one of the he's he's on the six month you know continual promotion uh, deal. And and I'm gonna you know break down that film and and get it out there. And you know, in in a in a vacuum without this, he would have thrown four touchdowns. I don't know if anyone would have noticed or cared or whatever, but it's going to get publicity. And, you know, it's the time of the year where you're going to have your first few games, um, whether you're in eighth grade or you're a 2023, um, you're going to want people to see it. And then on, on, on my site, we just did, <clears throat> Mark Rashonic just did the top 25 uh, FCS to FBS transfers. Um, you know, led by Jared Verse from Albany, who's going to Florida State. Uh, that's at MikeFarrellSports.com. And, man, Coach Glove, who, who's one of our affiliates, just tweeted out and he said, FCS is the it, – it's, it's really kind of the new high school. Um, you know, if you land there, that's where they're looking first almost for, for you know – Division one football players and FBS football players. And that top 25 list is all pretty much power group of five programs that have dipped into the FCS. Um, and some national championship contenders have dipped into the FCS. So my point in this is if it's early, get it early. If it's too late, don't worry about it. You know, do your best to, to land an FCS scholarship and go there and and then prove yourself from there and, and get off to uh, to what you want to be at, at Power 5. Absolutely. And 
talking about Carson Kruver. He's picked up an offer now, and it is FCS offer. He's going to pick up some more. I mean, we get this stuff out. He's going to pick up more and more, um, and hopefully that translates to even, even possibly a higher level. Guy fall, falls through the cracks at FBS. There's an opportunity. Parker Meese, who we started doing for um, the, the videos on, he already had a bunch of offers as a linebacker. Now, forget it. I mean, he he just just from the time we did the video, he's picked up like another three or four. So, um, the, those promos are important. And I'll tell you, I saw somebody. I do this uh, NUC New England last. It's basically a last kind of camp of the year thing, and um, it, it was amazing. There's a player that I I think we may have discovered that's a basketball player, six four, two hundred ten pound, gonna be to 2024. His name is Trejan Williams. Watching it, Hill House High School. So you're 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 can I guys Hill yeah, House? New Haven. Yep. Who, who's had their up and downs o- over time, and yeah. uh, it's uh, he he's he w- ran a four six six forty. Four six six forty. I was on the clock on him. I I I, uh, I was like, oh my goodness. And then tight end. Is he gonna be tight, a tight end? They they play him in a lot of different areas, but he's a tight end. Yeah, he's tight end. Uh, plays forward for for Hill House basketball, which is always one of the top um, yep. programs in the state. And uh, but yeah, he's he 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 was really really good. And it's a guy that really, if that camp wasn't at Hill House uh, at Bowen Field, which is right where Hill House is, if it wasn't at Bowen Bowen Field. Uh, the next time people would be finding about him possibly would be December January. So not not you know, and that's that's where these kind of things make a difference, and um, uh, you know, as long as everything is aligned. From and I talked to his coaches that he's doing a good job academically. There, those are the guys. Like that, and when, when me and Mike see guys like that, um, a, there's an opportunity for those guys going forward. So well, it's um, funny. A couple of our guys have asked for profiles on certain recruiting sites, and you know, how do I get stars and all this other stuff? And I told them, I said, it doesn't matter because you're in this program, you know, uh, people aren't going to randomly search, you know, three stars from the state of Texas and find you. Uh, they don't believe in that. Coaches don't care about that. Uh, there are no, if you notice, and, and I blame, <laughs> I blame you. I really do. There's no, there's no two stars anymore. And, and the reason I blame you is because you had a, a dude that you worked with formerly, who I won't mention, who went to all your camps, right? And and made everybody a three-star, even if they were kind of two-star level. And then the industry reset and everybody started becoming a three-star. So all of a sudden it was bad to be a two-star. It was the worst thing ever. <laughs> so this industry has gone from three to five. When I started, it was two to five. Um, and, and that started probably around 2010, and here it is 12 years later. It's hard to find anybody who's going to rank anybody a two-star. So what do coaches do with that? I've talked to coaches all the time. It just makes your rankings even more uh, disregarded. They throw them aside. You know, if the default of every kid is going to be a three-star, and of course there are ranges of three and four and five, what's the point? not even going to look at it. So they care about the top rankings because they want their recruiting classes to be ranked number one or two or three or whatever. And they get, you know, 
contractual bonuses for that type of stuff, but they don't look anymore when it comes to the twos and threes because there's no separation. Back when there were twos, they would look for the threes because they knew there was a difference. Now they're all lumped in. So it's crazy how that's changed. Um, and, and again, it wasn't you that did it. No, but I get it. I saw it in front of my eyes because, you know, I covered your camps forever. And, and I was, you know, religiously be, believing in the two to five star, you know, uh, level. And then when I stopped covering your camps and they had me start my own camps, well, they didn't, I did it myself, um, you know, because the competition out there was calling for it. We had somebody who went to your camps and, and then all of a sudden, all those guys that I used to come back from trips to your camps and I'd have them as twos and threes, they all became threes. And then uh, another company copied that and another company copied that. And then the twos went away. It's crazy. It's almost like, you know, dinosaur extinction. Um, and I think it devalues rankings yeah. overall. And people, fans don't want their kids to be twos. You know, Tennessee fans don't want a two-star in their class. But be careful what you wish for because now you don't know if your three is any good. You're just being given that three because there are no twos anymore. So the whole point of this is, you know, I tell these kids, you, you don't need a profile. You don't need a three-star ranking. Nobody pays attention to that anymore because it's been ruined. What you need is your information being put out by somebody who's actually going to have you on notifications, and that's us. And they're going to look at it and they may, they may hate it. They may love it. They may be in between about it, but they will look at it. And otherwise you can email every recruiting site and service you want um, and ask them for a profile and a ranking. doesn't matter. doesn't matter. That's very interesting. I didn't, I didn't realize that, 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 so that basically what happens is you have a bazillion three stars, right? And there's no way to distinguish um, between any of them. No, no way to distinguish. And it was all because of one <laughs> guy, great. you know, logging thousands of, of airline miles going to NUC camps. And listen, you'll be the first to admit you've got players that are two stars at your camps. I mean, my goodness, you have right, players right. that are zero stars that shouldn't right. have stars. Right. You know, but this guy would come back and do a top 15 performers and every one of them would be a three because he didn't want to put a two in there. And then all of a sudden the entire industry changed. And I don't want to give him that much credit, but. Mm. You know, you know, what I think is interesting about that, too. I think a lot of it is when you are and, you know, because you ran camps, when you're actually at the camps over and over again. And you're in a in in a parent. It really, I think a lot has to do with this, right? You know, you're going to give him a certain amount of stars, right? They have offers or whatever, or they're going to be a guy to get offers. And then uh, you come out with your top fifteen, let's say. Well, obviously, those fifteen kids are better than the other two hundred and fifty. But yeah. those fifteen, if they end up being number fifteen, the complaint is not that they're number 15, the complaint would probably be that they were going to be now a two-star, right? So that had, I'm just trying to, I, and not no. knowing how he was thinking about it, but, but because he had to, he was now appearing and interacting with people mm -hmm. much yep. more like they knew you were going to. So I, I told, and you're doing arounds and you do a couple times in the same area there. You now the parents are seeking you out. Right. So I could see how yeah. that could be like, why is he 
15, I'm a two star. I'm going to be a two star, and he's 13, and he's a three star, right? And then that, that's how you get it. That's how it happens. Well, and, and also, there's there's got to be a justification uh, for the the expense, the travel, right? You know, your camps are in cool places. You know, I mean, somebody might want to go to Dallas. Somebody might want to go to L.A. Somebody might want to go up to the Pacific Northwest and check out a NUC camp back 12 years ago. You know, and, and to get that paid for by a company, you know, you're not going to come back and write an article that says, well, here's 15 two stars. No one's going to read that. Mm. So you make them 15 three stars, makes it a little bit more clickable and readable. It, it justifies your your travel expense. It's, it, it's all garbage. Like, <laughs> that's what it was. It was all. And listen, I, I've gone to many of your camps where a kid that I originally thought was a two turned into a three. And a, the example of that is one of our affiliates is Leon McQuay, who's yeah. down in Tampa. So his one of his sons was a five star, you know, and there was really no brainer about that. And then it was, uh, what was it, Kyrie? Kyrie. 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 Saw him multiple times. Saw him at your your regional in the southeast, and then saw him at your ultimate 100. And for like two straight years, saw him. And he wasn't picking up FBS offers, but he was good. And so he was a kid that that after seeing him over and over and over again, he was he was a three star in my head. Um, and that's kind of how it works as well. So, you know, continual exposure to the same kids can sometimes lead to that. Mm. But but my whole point is, you know. I'll be dead, but in 15 years, there's going to be no force. There's going to be no three stars. Someone, some idiot will come up with a six star that's happening. And I guarantee you that's going to happen in the next, we've already got a five plus. Okay. Which is dumb. We're going to have six stars. And then all of a sudden the threes will go away and it'll be six, five, and four. You know, it, it's the, um, next. You know the the Madden ratings that like you know they make such a big deal about it with the NFL, and when guys don't like their Madden ratings, like it's a big deal in the mm-hmm. NFL. Like it's awesome, love it. it, it it's it, and I think a lot of it has to do with that. But at the high school college level, like Madden is strict and keeping it ninety nine. You know, like obviously you get a hundred, but like they they have the all of a sudden you rate. Quinn Ewers, uh, uh, I guess, what would you call it? Uh, 100, right? And you rate Arch Manning, Manning a 100. 100. Perfect prospect. Perfect prospect. Like, that means that in the next 100 years, there's not going to be anybody better than them ever in 100 years? You mm-hmm. know? It's like saying, like, Johnny Unitas was – and Johnny Unitas, Hall of Famer, great quarterback that's like saying way back in the 1960s look how good johnny unitas is johnny unitas is the perfect quarterback prospect and then all of a sudden dan marino comes along 20 years later and you're like well wait a minute this this is really the perfect prospect and And then gonna be tom brady comes along 20 years later that's where your 101 is gonna come in and the industry can't get rid of star ranking they're far too established. They've been around since the magazines, since before the online sites. Right. You can't get rid of them, you know, because they, they're, they're, they're what you consume, you know. So within a star ranking, you can have a, a rating system as some uh, companies do. You can have a one, you know, to a hundred scale, um, but you'll always have the stars. So what do you do? Like, okay, yeah, Arch, Arch Manning is a hundred. 
Um, so the next great quarterback has got to be what, a 101? I mean, you know, or, you know, let's say Trevor Lawrence in 2019 or 2018 was a, a hundred perfect score. How do you compare that? How do you now compare hundred to a hundred? You know, the, the only player I've ever seen ever in my entire career of 24 plus years, that was an unbelievable rarity um, that might have deemed a hundred was Jadavian Clowney. Agreed. That's, That's the just, one that comes to my mind. Just beyond rare in every sense of everything you can picture and see at his particular position. That doesn't mean he was the greatest defensive end to ever live. I mean, he lived up to it. He was the number one pick overall. He was injured and he didn't have a Hall of Fame career. But by the time he's done, he could be a Hall of Famer. Um, but at the high school level, he was just that rare. Um, but, you know, then Miles Garrett comes along, you know, eight years later or whatever, not in eight years. It was probably like five, six years later, about four years later. And then what do you do with him? Like, you know, we had similar, him as the very number, similar prospect, right? Yeah. And we had him as the number two player in the country because, you know, Deshaun Hand was in that class and, and uh, there were some other just behind the scenes stuff, but Deshaun was great. And, and Miles Garrett was great. And we had big arguments going back and forth. Who was better, this, that, and the other. Um, but, you know, Miles Garrett, in hindsight, is like a Jadavian Clowney. So you have that 100. What do you do with the next 100? So, you know, my thing is ratings are always for fans. I think they're invaluable and fun. Fun. They're not serious. And I've always said this to, to parents and 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 players and coaches and those who take them really seriously you know and i've talked to college coaches numerous times about ratings and rankings and they get it they understand it's for the fans it's for that guy who lives and breathes who paints himself black and red and wears the the the, the spiked shoulder pads uh, and is the biggest georgia fan known to man who wants to know how his Recruiting class stacks up to Florida's. That's who it's for. It's for nobody else. And well, trust me, all, coaches yeah, goes, aren't take. They're they're not taking right. it seriously. They're it it goes all the way back to among my favorite um, prospects of all time, and like seen a lot of things on red books on Marcus Dupree when he was getting recruited, and the book that came out about him. Uh, Eric Dickerson before that. Actually, I guess Eric Dickerson and Craig James because they were kind of both – when they both went to SMU. Pony Express, yeah. It was like uh, a shocker. And, and and they got the two best running backs, arguably in the country, and definitely in the state of Texas. Both went to – one and two went to SMU, which was like uh, um, uh, unbelievable – but. You know, but that was when you know Dave Campbell's uh, Texas football. Those things were all around. I don't know if Dave Campbell was, but stuff like that was around back then in Texas, not everywhere else, but in, in Texas definitely. But Herschel Walker, when he came out, he was just like this mega prospect. And I always tell people, if you want to watch film on something that's out of this world, pull up if you can find Herschel Walker or Marcus Dupree high school film. It's like. It's in the 16 millimeter, so it looks like it's moving yep. slow. But what they what they do to the other 
kids who are obviously are great players in high school. They played top level competition in high school. It's like they look like children they're playing against. It looks like they're playing against like, you know, it's amazing. But that it goes all the way back to that, like college recruiting. It's just that we're in a modern era where stars are a thing, and 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 that's become such a a a sales thing to be able to sell subscriptions, right, to fans. But it it's uh it's no different than back in the day when Street and Smiths, like you know, remember Street and Smiths would come out. I don't even know if Street and yeah. Smiths is still around, but I don't know. Blue Chip Magazine, all those Blue Chip. different ones. And you know, my focus when I became national was on five and four stars. So the three-star thing didn't really bother me. You know, the transition with no twos existed to threes. And I'm not sitting here, you know, as a get-off-my-lawn grumpy guy. Two should be back. I don't care. Like, I'm still, I'm doing rankings for my own site. And I'm focusing on five and fours. That's it. You know, that's always what, what my focus is. It's my sweet spot. It's what I know. I don't get them all right. I don't get them all wrong. I'm in between. Um... I don't care that the industry went away from it. Um, you know, when I was in charge, I was still insistent that we have to have a two star because we will invalidate the three stars. But but then it hurt business because R2 was a three somewhere else and people would gravitate towards that and say, you guys suck. How dare you have this kid two stars in our class? Everybody else has them three and I'm just throwing up my hands and saying, well, okay, whatever, you know, and now it's transitioned completely to to the three. So the, the point of that is, you know, you can email, you can beg, you can ask for a three stars. And let's say after a year of pestering, you get it. Who cares? Nobody cares. Nobody. You may look back in, in 20 years and say I was a three star prospect, but there's not one coach who gives a crap. What they give a crap about is can this kid play? And the only way to evaluate that is to watch this film and we give them snippets of that. Then they will look at it. And again, they may say, no, not for me. Or they might put them in their new transfer portal database, which is a new thing amongst the college football administrators. Um, now you've got high school kids you want to go on and high school kids that are camp kids and high school kids that you're not going to go on. Now you've got a portal thing where it's like, okay, this kid is a high school kid that we're not going to go on, but man, if he ends up at the FCS level uh, and we can poach him in a couple of years, if he develops the way we think so, we got to keep him in this bucket. And um, that's not a bad bucket to be in. Um, you know, in coach club said on, on Twitter, he goes that, you know, that the FCS disrespect has to stop. And, and I'm not here to bang the drum for that either. I'm just telling you, I know, the ways to get to college football nowadays and to get your scholarships paid for. Um, and it, it's not too late now if you're in high school and missed because you're not stuck someplace. The portal has changed the world. Um, we've got roster needs, you know, Penn State just had a four-star kid there for three weeks and jumped in the portal. And that's his decision. I don't know what happened. He's gonna find a new home. He's too talented not to. Now they have a need. And they have a need. And where are they going to look? You think they're going to look in their particular class? Now, they can't get anybody immediately eligible because of the transfer rules unless they petition. But they'd rather take a college-ready FCS kid and put them in their system and then through their practices than they would a high school kid that they have to wait on to enroll in the next spring. 
And that's just the new world reality now. So, you know, I, there's some frustration level and I get it. You know, there's, there's kids out there in our program. They're saying, what else do I have to do? Just keep doing what you're doing. Keep grinding, keep, you know, making blocks, tackles, throwing touchdowns, keep doing what you're doing. Keep yourself out there so that they know and just have faith in your abilities that maybe not this year, but next year or the year after that, you're going to get to where you want to be. Yeah, and that keep plugging away is important because, you know, I've always said this, the hardest is getting your first offer, right? Once you get your first offer, then you're going to have more opportunities. And, but it's hard because every time, and I always, I tell this to parents all the time, they're like, what does it take to get a first offer? What does it take to get a first offer? A coach has to be willing to go out on a limb and say, this is my guy. And usually that's a guy that has to be secure in their position that if it's a kid that hasn't gotten offers yet, that they can go and say, hey, this is a guy that I think can contribute to our program successfully. He's a guy. And it usually has to be someone that can go out on a limb. And usually in most of those cases, it's going to be an experienced coach, right? A coach who's been around. It's very hard for a guy who's first year as a full-time guy who they will put out everywhere to, to – to um to recruit because he's usually younger but he's going to be a little slower to put the first offer out because he's got to go back to the head coach and say hey this guy i like this guy well will you stand on the table for him well you know if they're young it, it may take it may take a little time for them to to get to see enough players before they stand on the table for someone whereas you get a guy that's been around for 10 15 years and he sees a player and he comes across you he recruits you happens to recruit your area then you're in business because that's going to be more likely a guy that could stand at the table and the head coach will say, yeah, you know what? I trust this guy. If he's standing on the table for him, you know, we're going to offer this kid. Right. And, and a lot of people on the, in the recruiting space, parents and athletes don't realize that that's a part of the process. That's really important. And that's where the exposure comes in because you eventually want not just a guy who's first year. I'm not talking about grad assistant. I'm saying, Pay, a first-year paid guy who's starting to really put him out there as a coach. You also want that guy who's a little bit slower in that process, who's going to take his time in evaluating it. Because when he says yes, it's going to be a yes. And that may take a few, and when I say videos, but like three or four months, five or six months, maybe eight, ten months of him seeing a couple things on you over and over again, him meeting with you. It stays out there. Now he's aware of you. Now he says, you know what? I've seen him. I met with him. I've seen a lot of stuff on this kid online. I've seen uh, some third-party guys that really I trust say some things about him that I think are, are pretty positive in line with what I see, and now we'll pull the trigger. And that's just kind of how it works. It's it's Look, the slam dunks are the slam dunks, right? We we know yeah. we all know who the slam dunks are. Those are, no, those are offered immediately. Most of you guys are not slam dunks, but it doesn't mean that you're not an FCS or an FBS prospect. That's an important thing to understand. It just needs that some of it takes a little bit more time. Well, and getting on it early too. So I was in an NIL discussion with a company this week. Um, and, you know, companies love to pick my brain as to who would be a good, you know, younger kid to invest uh, in bringing in their NIL folder, whether it's as an agent or a marketing advisor or whatever. You know, and, and of, of course, we talk about the 2023 20, class. But we talk about future classes and, and there's a 
there's a there's a there's a quarterback out there. Um, he's in a very young class, and he's a marketing wizard. Okay, and whoever's around them are marketing wizards. Uh, and he was brought up to me, and I've watched him, and I've watched the film of some of our kids, right, who aren't the same class, but maybe one year older. And he's not better than them. But guess what? He's got eight offers already. Division one power five offers because he's marketing the heck out of himself early. And he's barely played high school football. But the marketing portion has led to that. And I told these guys, they said, listen, I wouldn't go in on this. I mean, he's going to end up at a big place. He's probably going to overshoot and he's going to transfer. I said, no, I wouldn't. Now, I'm not recommending my guys either. I'm just, they asked me the, the opinion on this person. And you know who I'm talking about. I'm not going to name his yep. name. You know who I'm talking about. And it's masterful marketing to a higher level than the caliber of play. Now, the play might reach that level. It, it's still determined. He's very young. Right, right. But he got on it early. And now he's got all these options. And, and it was a copycat situation where one big school offered them and then the other big schools want to get in it early and they offered them. And th I looked at the offers in the film and the offers in the film and the offers in the film, and it didn't correlate at all. There was no reason for me to say that this kid at this age should have these offers. But then I started delving into his marketing, you know, his, his Twitter, his, his Instagram and other things about him. And I realized that this was just masterful marketing, which is extremely important. And now it's, he's, he's, he's got it made, you know, whether he progresses or not, you know, he's that Tate Martell, you know, who got an offer in, in eighth grade and committed to Steve Sarkeesian at Washington. Um, he's that David Sills who got that offer in seventh grade at USC. He's got a, a lot of, maturing and growing to do and he may progress or he may be like david sills who never did really truly progress <clears throat> and david did a great job of reinventing himself as a wide receiver which Agreed. is rare and hard to do right but it didn't matter you know once he got those offers early as a middle school guy someone who was going to take a chance on him same with tate martell um, there's a lot of stories like that. And this is another one It continues to happen. And there are people out there who are talented football players in eighth and ninth grade that don't have any idea how to market themselves. And they might be the ones that end up coming to us in the class of 2026 when it's too late. So early start is extremely important. I mean, we're going to work our butts off to promote you, whether it's, you know, you're heading into your senior year and you don't have any offers or whether you're in eighth grade and you're looking for your first. But I will tell you, it's a whole lot better to be that eighth grader or ninth grader than it is to be that senior because you've got a whole lot more time. So it was just very interesting to me because, you know, again, everybody picks my brain. They want free, free consultation and I give them like an hour. You know, I'll answer their questions. What do you think of this kid? What do you, and this kid came up and I was like, how is this even a conversation? But what they did is they looked at him, they looked at his offers, they looked at the buzz around him and they're like, wow, this kid might be worth a hefty NIL investment. Um, and he will be invested in. 
but they asked me my honest opinion and I said, I would hold off for now. Um, it's just, everything's different out there. You know, you, 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 people look at the website, they click on the website, they see this and this, they don't know any of the, the goings on behind the scenes. Nobody knows that three to two star story I just told. Nobody, no one person in this industry that knows that. And I just told the world this huge, massive secret about the industry. Um, and what, 20 people are gonna watch us? 100, you know? But you gotta go to guys who know what the heck's going on. And, and that's what we have as our advantage. We know what the BS is and what the real is. Yes, although some of these, as I start to clip, anyone's I've clipped, the live videos, you're right, a few hundred maybe. But then across all the platforms, what was interesting is like uh, when we start to clip them, which I have to do more, the clips, the people want the it. clips. Because a few I've done, thousands. I think we have one that might be 10,000 already. It was from the early ones, the very first episodes. And I just mm -hmm. happened to clip them because I've got to clip them. And if I have to hire a guy to clip them, I'm going to hire it because because those people like those third like our 30 to 45 second things because they could just say okay this is important dave and mike just talked for an hour and they talked about a lot of great stuff but yeah this yeah. minute and a half right here this 45 yeah. seconds is yeah. gold and we need yeah. the gold they want the gold you know what i mean i know and i just i just did a podcast last week and the, the guy who helps me uh who's autumn uh, sports by adam his, his twitter handle is and he's a ucf he runs a ucf site as well it's awesome and, and I said, I'm getting frustrated because I'm, I'm doing these podcasts and, uh, you know, I'm not getting a ton of YouTube subscribers and, you know, the views on them are discouraging to me because I don't do any of the promotion. I, I, I do them. I put them out once and then I expect people to gravitate and for it to go viral, like the whole stupid Arch Manning three-star thing. And it doesn't. So he's like, well, uh, well you, you got to do cut-ups. And I go, I don't know how to do cut-ups. Like, you know how to do this stuff. I don't and I'm like, will you do a few cutups for me? And he did them. And I ended up getting, you know, dozens of YouTube subscribers. It's free. It doesn't cost the subscribers anything, but now they're notified of the content. And as that rolls, more and more people are going to get pay attention to it. It's so funny because since we've been doing this, there's probably been about six or seven massive, massive industry secrets or behind the scenes stories regarding players that I think would be of tremendous interest to people if they knew that it existed. And I don't go out there and say, here's why there's no more two stars. I don't promote that. What I do is I just riff and talk with you um, and things pop into my mind and I start to, to converse about them. Um, it, it Hopefully it'll be in a book of mine someday, but today's lesson where a three-star ranking means nothing. I mean, that's probably earth-shattering news to anybody who's actually listening to this and to the kids that are begging for those three stars and have been begging for those three stars for essentially the last, I'd say, 10 years. It's it's worthless. It's, it's, it's amazing information. Like, I, I, I have to clip some of these up, especially that that's one definitely I'm going to clip up because – it's just like, um, and I know we're diverging from our topic, and I, there's nothing more fun than us talking live. Ideas spawning while, while we're rolling live. It just but, never stops. You know, like, um, I, 
I heard something. And I've already been doing this, and this helped my subscriber base tremendously. Okay, I used to get um, a couple hundred new subscribers a month. Nothing, you know. Like I have like twenty. I think I have tw uh, twenty thousand or something like that subscribers. But I would get like a couple hundred a month. Well, what I started doing was just like doing a ton of shorts. You know the shorts that you had one that went viral, I think, right? So it, it, it yeah, absolutely. I'm viral. doing a ton of shorts. So basically, yep. a lot of my TikToks, but some other ones too. And I want to take more of the shorts of the stuff we're doing. The shorts have a lot of them have gone what I would call mini viral, ten thousand, twenty thousand. Not so many that like. Um, you know, like you had the big one hit, but if you get the 10 to 20, the 30 to 40, like each, every few videos are doing that you were picking up. So now my subscribers are up to 900 a month. And it, if I could keep doing it and keep up with the pace and start adding in like the clips with our stuff more, like that may go to a thousand. I think that's how it's happened. I saw Gary V do a whole thing on this. My TikTok, <laughs> my TikTok went the same way. I applied that approach to TikTok. And it worked, but TikTok gave me so many. I got so many viral videos early on <clears throat> that I was yeah. so encouraged. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Like I yep. hit like I must have had in the first two months of me doing it at least ten viral videos. So my brain is going, "Whoa, I got to do more of these." You know? Like, and guess what they did to you? They changed the algorithm. They changed it on me because I was crushing it. I also had a couple of. Uh, um, I also caught a couple of what do they call it when you get a strike or whatever. Uh, um, oh, yeah, I've got I a got couple those. of strikes, so that stops yeah. my. You get shadow banned for a little while. Yeah, yeah. So oh, yeah. I'm, I'm right now in and TikTok. Yeah, yeah. I just got out of my shadow ban, so <laughs> even though I had a couple go mini viral through the shadow ban, I was like, geez, those videos. I had a couple that went to hundred, and while I was during my shadow ban, I'm like, that video would have went to a million before. But, um, but yeah, so I, cause I, I, you know what you can't do on TikTok, and I've made this mistake a couple times. Sometimes I see these videos where like a guy lights somebody up and I want to comment yeah. on it or yeah. they, they, those get you a strike. Well, so here's the thing. Sometimes they will. And sometimes they won't. It's yes. very random. So, you know, I have friends of mine who send me TikTok videos of the most violent hits you're ever going to see in your life. And they're still up, you know? Because the guy's not got a huge following. But then if I do a, a duet on it, uh, then all of a sudden his video's down, my video's down, and I'm shadow banned. And I'm like, it, remember the one about the little six-year, the, the little six-year-old kid doing that drill and he gets absolutely lit up. Yes. They're doing like the Oklahoma drill. I put that up, uh, immediately got a notice that said this is against community guidelines. Um, you know, and, 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 and it got pulled and I got shadow banned. And I'm like, I saw this video on TikTok 58 other places, but randomly it was me. So you have to be careful about it. But yeah, the, the, the little clips are key. And this is my problem as an entrepreneur. I have ADHD. Okay. So I want to do 16 things a day and I start 16 of them and I never finish any of them. Um, and then what happens is, you know, I've got on my list today, I got to do Hartman. I got to do martial act. Um, there's one other I have to do. Kruger. I have to do those, right? So that's on my list. And I'll probably get those done Thursday because it's Tuesday. And there's 15 other things on my list 
And a lot of those things are time sensitive that have to be done by tonight for a deadline. And those don't, so those will push till Thursday. Then I'll get them done. But like you said, with clips, right? You could take this podcast and you could focus five hours on it. You could clip up a ton of stuff. You could put it on every social media platform and you could get it to do really well, not viral or anything like that, but do well. But that takes so much of your time and focus and you're doing five other podcasts today probably and running camps and answering emails and doing promos and taking phone calls. It's just, it's endless when you're running your own business that I get overwhelmed. You've been doing it for a long time, so you make it look easier. To me, it's just like, I gotta figure it out and, and, and balance it properly. So once this takes off and we get overwhelmed, which I think is close because the season starts and that's when the film is going to be started putting and people are going to tag me in it and they're going to DM me. Will you look at my film? And I'm going to say, yeah, well, here's what I would have done in my previous life. I would have deleted you because I don't have time to look at you. I don't know who you are. You're not Arch Manning. So go away. Now I will look at you, but it costs you money because that's the world we live in. And I'm more than willing to help promote you for a fee. And then you get the ones in between that want the exposure, but don't want to pay for the exposure. And those just fly away. But the ones that want to pay for the exposure, honest to God, they text me. I got a text. I don't know what time it was from Kruver about his, his four TD scrimmage. My first response, send me the video and it'll go up this week and it may or may not help him, but he's a client. So he's going to get that treatment. Um, and that's kind of how I look at it. It's just life is a business and this is part of it. If you want exposure, you're not going to get it for free. And you can email these guys all you want because I was one of them for 24 years and I deleted every email that came through because I didn't have time. And I, it wasn't what I was told to do or focus on because that's not what subscribers care about. And now I care about it because it's part of my business. I, I could tell you this is the most interesting thing about what you just said there. The world, you have to think about it like this. If Division One coaches are getting, and I, uh, head coaches are getting millions, assistants are getting hundreds of thousands, okay? Analysts like us, we're on the other side of it that will help you in a, the truth is a much more inexpensive way than what you would have to do to get the attention of one of those big time guys. And it's a very difficult thing sometimes for people to understand because it really is a, it's a cost, but it's a minimal cost relative for how hard it would be. I had this question for me. This is, you'll like this. Guy sends me a video of a kid. And he says, I, I need to get this kid exposure. And I said, well, I think, you know, me and Mike do this thing. It would be probably the best thing for him. He looks like he's a pretty good player. Um, I'm not going to dive too in-depth into it. I have, like, right. if you came to one of my camps, see, there's kind of an, like, if you came to one of my camps, it's the same thing. Like, I'm obviously going to take a look at your film if I thought you were pretty good. And and um, because you, you've come to our to my attention, yeah. right? So same well, you're thing. A you're a customer. You're a customer. I'm going to look at it. 
So, um, so, but someone who's not anything, and they send it over to me, it's not that I don't want to look at it. It's that, look, I can only put my time, just like you said, so many paces. So I said, hey, look, take a look. He goes, well, I spent my money with XYZ organization, you know, it is, that, mm -hmm. that I, you know, to help, help him. I guess he's like a third party guy to help him with them. I said, that's not going to get you recruiting exposure, just so you know. I said, I'm not saying you don't, you know, like, I don't know whether this kid's a D3 player or Division One. I'm just saying, uh, I'm not saying that that's not, may not help on a D3 level. But if you're talking for recruiting exposure, that is not going to get you recruiting exposure. So he's like, well, you know, it, that was his justification for not doing our program. I said, I just said that what you're doing is not recruiting exposure. I'm not saying you have to do what we're doing. I'm just saying no. if you want people who, who people value, trust, and have experience to to talk about your recruit in whatever way there is, and really for us to look at it in depth, you know that's what's going to have to happen. And I'm mm -hmm. not saying he's not a good. I don't know any of that stuff, but he's not. Mm -hmm. He hasn't come to one of my events. He hasn't yeah. been, at, and I so I don't know anything about him, right? And, and I have no qualms are, telling people that they have to pay. I have yeah, no qualms. That's like the this, world. This, well, this nil company that I spoke to, I gave him an hour you know, consultation call. And uh, it, it's, it's funny because I have a lawyer. I, I might've told this story before, but you know, the lawyer, I, I hired a lawyer when I went independent and you know, the lawyer wanted a retainer fee and then he wanted like $400 for an hour long consultation or whatever. And I paid that because he's a lawyer, right? He went to law school. It's his job. He's an expert in this area where I'm not. And then he hits me up like three, three months later and he says, Oh yeah, my, my nephew's at Notre Dame and he's a, he's, he's a, you know, a player at Notre Dame and he's looking to learn about NIL and how to market himself. Can we talk? And my response was, yeah, here's my retainer fee and here's my consultation hourly. I mean, it's no different than being a lawyer. We have a fee for our expertise and people don't like it and that's okay. Don't pay for it. I don't, I'm not begging you to, but when they send me film and said, oh, I got to get this guy on your radar, I guess, guess what? The only way to get him on your radar is to sign up for the promotion fee because guess who's on my radar? Malachi Nelson's on my radar. He's the number one player in the country. He visited Texas A&M. I have to chart that and see what's going to happen there, okay? You know, that's time and energy I have to put in because that is what people want to read about, what they want to consume, what will sell ads, what will sell subscriptions if I ever go that way. That's what can make me money. Getting this kid on your on my radar isn't going to help. It may help him. And listen, I'm all about helping people, but there's a cost to it. So my feeling is when when people do sign up for the promo, I give them everything I got. Right. You know? I mean, right. I just sent an email to um, the mom of one of the kids we did a one-time promo on. And I just asked out of the blue, because I was just was curious, how's he doing? And she responded to me and she said, he's doing great. He's starting, you know, they, they, they're having their first uh, scrimmage and, and they got a preseason game or something like this. He's going to have a big year. And this was a kid who camped at like, you know, Texas, Stanford, USC, you know, but he's probably on that uh, group of five level talent. And she said, I signed up for another service, but I'm not very happy with them. And I'm like, <laughs> I responded to her. I said, I, I hope he's doing well. I said, we've got additional promotion packages. Here's the link. And I said, if you need anything, let me know. 
but I'm just curious to myself, like why she signed up for a different promotion package or a different package with one of those companies that you're talking about. And now she's extremely disappointed in them. Whereas we, as you know, we're emailing back and forth with her constantly and getting his promotion out there numerous times on, on multiple social media platforms. And he's a good player and he needs not just the one time, but he needs like six months worth of this exposure to land at a San Diego state or someplace. But she just, and it wasn't that she wasn't happy with us. I think she just fell into somebody else's sales pitch. Oh yeah. And I think it's it's one of these things, Peter Luger's, you know, Peter Luger's stakes, right? Peter Luger. If you're going to go to Peter Luger's, Peter Luger is not going to beat down your door to come and eat steaks at the best (laughs) steak spot. They're not going to beat down your door. When you come there, you are going to, you're going to have a $300 bill at the end of the day. If it's just two people. Okay. Mm -hmm. If you got Mm -hmm. a team, you're going to be over a thousand, right? But you're going to walk away from there and saying, you know what? They gave me everything they had. They gave me a great steak. I know what I'm getting. Or you could go to the steakhouse on the corner, okay? Which has every uh, one in every town in America, okay? Yeah. And you're going to get a steak, and it's okay. And you're going to walk away and say, why did I just eat all those calories, right? <laughs> For what? If I'm going to eat calories, I'm going to go to yeah. Peter Luger's and get those calories. And well, that's different. And it's, it's, it's more of an expense. But it's also an experience, you know, like honest to God, I don't think I'm a celebrity. I don't think you're a celebrity. I don't think that the blue check marks or any of that garbage makes anybody special. I've had people come to me recently since I went independent and said, oh, my God, you're the goat. You're the legend. I grew up on you. Uh, you're one of my favorite writers, all this other stuff. And it's puzzling to me because what I write is not world changing. You know, it's, it's just this, that and the other and ranking kids. But I've been doing it for a very long time and had success doing it. But, you know, there's a, you could go to that steakhouse and you're not going to have an experience. You're going to have a steak. You go to Peter Luger's, you're going to have an experience, but you can pay for it. But then you're going to tell your friends, guess where I went two nights ago? I went to Peter Luger's. Not to Danny's Chop Shop Steak Emporium. Right. You're not going to tell anybody you went there. Right. But you're going to say, I went, I, went, I went to this great, amazing steakhouse that you've all heard of, and it was cool. Now... Let's say you didn't get what you wanted out of it. You know, let's say you wanted to have the best steak of your entire life and it just didn't live up to that. Maybe it's the third or fourth best steak ever. It's still an experience and it's still something you can talk about and something you could be proud to talk about too. So that's kind of where I'm at with this is like, we're going to give it our all once you become a client and we're going to work with you if you become an affiliate. Um, and you're going to have an experience. And listen, if you end up FCS and that's as high as you go and, and you, you know, get your college paid for and, and you know, 15 years from now, you're a, an account executive at Google and not a football player. You still had an experience because you gave it a shot and you got that exposure, whereas you could just live in a vacuum like all the people who DM me constantly and say, you got to get this kid on the radar. This kid's better than he's being recruited. Coaches aren't paying attention to him. And I'll respond to them and say, we have this promotion package. And they just will either not respond or say that's too expensive or I'm not going to do that. Okay. Then stay in the vacuum because I can't spend time on that. I've got bills to pay, you know, 
I mean, I, I live in a new place, and guess what they you want every month? You have an experience. You they have want rent. They want rent, You have too. knowledge and experience that no one else can duplicate, right? When you, It's like, listen, if I could have an hour with Warren Buffett, okay, I couldn't Pay afford an hour with Warren Buffett. But if I could have an hour with Warren Buffett, mm -hmm. it would be worth it. If I if Warren Buffett said to me, it's $10,000 to spend an hour with me, but I'm going to tell you that for the rest of your life, you're going to understand how to how to invest. You, I would honestly I would mm -hmm. I would get the ten thousand dollars because it. it's, just, it's just worth it because I know that this is going to make a difference. And these are the things look um, in everybody's in everybody's field of play. Whatever their experience is, and, and why, and we go to recruiting. You say, why do people go play for Nick Saban? There's a reason why they go play for Nick Saban. There's some, there's an experience they're going to get from Nick Saban. Not that he's better than Kirby Smart, or and those guys are all in the same class, right? But there's reason why guys are going to certain places, you know. And other people at other schools maybe pitching them, and they're saying, I, well, you know, no. Those people bring certain things to the table. That's why players go to, and that's that's what our our things happen. To, listen, we happen to have been it. You, you could you could say that we took advantage of the opportunity where luck found us in early on. We were in it young, right? We got in there very young. We figured out some things at the right at, time. At the right time, this is when the market for this industry boomed. We gained experience that. Me and you couldn't even discuss on a podcast all the things that, that have happened, that you've seen, that was good, that was not good. And that experience gets put into everything. I, I It's one of these things that it's funny. When I go to an event now, and, and this was not like – when I first started, this was not the case. When I go to an event now and someone's telling me about someone that – I already know like, okay, if he has the grades and all these things – He's going to be within this range, you know, like depending on what a college coach thinks of him, he's going to be, you know, high FCS to low FBS, right? Like in this range or, and I could just see it like within, I, I hate to say this because you run an event and that's part of the experience, but within the very first drill, I could see a guy move and do certain things with his height, size explosion and be like, wow. Now if he, all of a sudden he has, if he has feet for hands, okay, then that's a different situation, yeah. right? But there are certain things that you see right away and you go, that guy's different. He's different than the rest mm -hmm. of these guys, you know? Yeah. Sometimes it's size. Sometimes it's amazing athleticism. Sometimes it's a combination of that. Sometimes he blasts a 4 4 you know? I mean, and those things, you're like, that's different. And what people have to understand is, that experience, that understanding of someone being able to very short span. Like, I hate to say this, but like in three clips on a film, I already, I'm like, let me see what his height and size is again. Cause yeah. I see certain things here. Right. You, and you probably see it, well, you, you know, immediately. Well, first of all, they all put their first best clips up front. So, I mean, you, you get the best no, nobody, the only, only a dummy puts their best clips at the end of a highlight film. Right. So the first three clips or four clips, you can tell something and then you then you pause and you go back and look and they say, OK, how big is this kid and what grade is he in? And then you go back and you watch those four four again and you get into, you know, plays five through eight and stuff like that. But, yeah, you could tell within the first few plays what I well, we can. 
I could tell within the first few plays whether I'm looking at a Division three player. Uh, and I and I wasn't sure. You remember the first the first one we worked on together? I texted you. Yep. And they I said, I, I don't know what I'm watching here because I'm not used to this. I'm watching, you know, just watching clownies and Miles Garrett's of the world. And so I'm not really sure that this is what I think I'm seeing, but I wasn't well versed in that level of play. And you're like, yep, that's exactly right. And I'm like, okay, it took me one guy. And now I got it balanced. Now I exactly know what D3 versus, you know, FCS versus you know, uh, group of five versus power five. I, I knew the group of five power five stuff. Now I know the FCS stuff. Now I know the division two, II, division three stuff. And it's instant. It, and it just comes with experience and sitting down and watching tons of film. And did I ever tell you about the DVD throwing incident at your camp? No. So at your camp, when I would go to your camp, and, and this was at some, uh, some other camps too, but this was at one of your particular camps, um, you know, when when I was there, people knew that I was there. Right. Uh, parents, not yep. you know, kids and parents knew. So I would always try to like slowly um, exit as best I could, but I had to do interviews with the kids after and stuff like that. So at your camps it was great because they, when they weren't playing, we could pull them aside and do our interviews with them. So at your camps, I could sort of slide away at the end because I knew I was going to get surrounded. Um, you know, when we did the, the, the VTO camps and then later the rivals camps, we had these pomp and circumstance awards at the end where we would name the top quarterback and I had to be there and involved and I had to take pictures with the kids and all that stuff. And it made me a sitting duck. Every parent could surround me and there's an hour of my life gone. So at your camps, I'd slide away. And this was in New Jersey, I think. Um, and I'm sliding away and, and I have people behind me yelling my name. And I'm, I'm, you know, kind of increasing my pace to my car. And it was hot as hell. It was like 101 degrees. And I just wanted to get in the air conditioning of my car and just get away. And your camps were forever. Longest camps known to man, right? Between the, you know, the, the one-on-ones and the seven-on-sevens. I remember a couple of times that we were out there with the, the portable lights and headlights till 1130. One-on-ones were running until. Right. So yours were a 12 hour day. They were very long and and a lot of, you know, standing around. I, I'm speeding up to my car and I'm getting Mike, Mike, Mike Farrell, Mike Farrell, Mike Farrell, Mike Farrell. And I'm just pretending like I'm deaf because there's nothing I could do for these people anyways. Right. I can't I can't sit there and gather DVDs and look through all the kids that need the exposure because that wasn't part of my job. Uh, my job was, again, to talk about five and four stars. <laughs> And some guy got so frustrated, he flinged the DVD in the case at me, at my head, from like 100 yards. You know, they were all calling my name, and one guy just zinged it at me, hoping it would hit me in the head, apparently. And I would see it and be like, wow, this kid's great. But that was the way it was. Now, if you want to hit me in the head with a DVD, go ahead. But you're going to sign up for the promotion first. (laughs) It's it's a different world that I'm living in now where I'm, yes, I'm right. glad to take a look now, whereas before I couldn't, but there is a cost associated with that. But the DVD throwing thing was hilarious to me. It's just like this guy was so desperate for attention for his kid that he decided to fling a DVD, which is like, okay, in the case, that's like a, that's like a Chinese star, man. I mean, that could really hurt somebody. 
uh, just threw it at me. And I'm like, this is what my life has become. On the drive home, I was just like, this sucks. That that's a that's an incredible story that someone actually threw a DVD at you. Um, it what's funny is uh, I, I remember you remember Noel Divine came out. Remember mm -hmm. and remember that highlight film he had. Yeah, and, and it was incredible. I remember for the guys that work with me, I I put on that one clippers. He ran down the side, spun off. The amazing. And it looks clippers. like it's underwater because the film is so it's bad. Unbelievable. Oh. But he goes such a great and run. Oh, so I said, if you ever have a question or if a parent ever gives you a really hard time, you say, this is what a slam dunk division one recruit looks like. This film right here. Is your son in the ballpark of this? If he <laughs> is, then you no, know, he he's was. a slam dunk, right? If he's not, then you know that he's somewhere below the well. So what's funny about Noel is um, I went to see him at Fort Myers when he was, uh, a junior in high school. And so that was a freshman film you're talking about, um, you know, where he broke all those tackles and it was dynamic and went viral. I saw him as a junior, uh, got to spend some time with him. Uh, you know, he's a Facebook friend of mine from way back then. He, he just had a baby when I saw him, like he, he had his daughter. He was in high school and he had a daughter. Desiree, her name was, infant child. And I, I think I saw her, like she came, um, Somebody brought her to him after practice. She's going to, I believe, Wofford wow. to run track. She's 18 years old now, dude. That's incredible. 18 years old. <laughs> I and remember he stuff like it was yesterday. And he runs a, a training facility. In fact, I have to reach out to him because I still got his phone number. And, and you know, he could be part of the affiliate program. But he yeah. runs he runs football stuff now. And, okay. you know, he was just at, recently at West Virginia. I believe they retired his number. Um, but his, yeah, his daughter, Desiree, who was a baby newborn when I went down there, is now 18, taller than him, it looks like, and a track star to be at either Wofford or Thompson or something like that. And I'm like, Jesus, I am so freaking old. <laughs> like this dude has a daughter going off to college. And I was I remember it was like yesterday. That's yeah. Hard. Yeah. That, that it, really is incredible. It's cool, but it sucks. You know, yeah. but, but he was a kid that was sort of, you know, he, he, he didn't have all the offers he wanted because he had academic issues and some people thought they shouldn't go on him. Like he was like, there were, there were, there were reasons he went to West Virginia because his dream was Miami and he's turned himself into just uh, a, a tremendous mentor and adult. And that's the kind of thing that makes me happy and proud. Like here's a kid I knew he was viral. And he was super shy. I remember he, he, he loved Skittles. His coach told me that that was, that was the way to his heart. So mm -hmm. when I went down to interview him, we were going to do an interview breaking down that exact film that you're talking about. And we were going to do it live. And I was going to say, what were you thinking here? What happened here? What happened? And we did it. But I brought him like a, like a one pound bag of Skittles. And that was his nickname before maybe Right around the same time, Marshawn Lynch's nickname was the same. Right. And I brought him Skittles. And he, 16-year-old kid in high school, beamed. He was smiled so much. And he didn't like talking to people. Um, and he just opened up immediately from a bag of candy. 
Uh, and now this kid, kid that I gave, you know, the bag of candy to uh, is now a mentor and, 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 you know, helps develop young football players. It's really just, it sucks, but it's awesome. That, that's that's an amazing amazing story it, it, I, I remember when he was man I, I i had never seen a a a clip like that he really went viral before there was really any such thing like that that clip was i guess it must have been on youtube right and then YouTube. obviously you, you yeah you guys had eventually everyone grabbed it but um but yeah it was like I 2004 think, yeah, yeah. Before was, social media, there was no Twitter. There, yeah, there's nothing. There was no Instagram. It was it was a YouTube clip that went viral, and it, the film was so bad because it was shot on a horrible camera. You know, they weren't a school with money, and it was shot from you know the 50 yard line up in the press box and stuff like. It was awful, awful quality. And I remember I was working at ESPN at the time, and I said, "Listen, I've got this video that I have to show that nobody really seen." Um, and and I said, but the quality's awful. And those guys are like TV producers and all this stuff. And they're like, how bad is it? So I showed it to them. And they said, wow, there's two things I have to say about that. I said, that's one of the worst quality videos I've ever seen. And putting it up is going to be really a problem. And then the second thing they said to me is that the greatest, it was a pass reception. It was a screen pass that he caught. It's the greatest run I've ever seen in my entire life. We have to put that on the air. And we did in 2004, I think it was, or 2003. And that helped it go viral, but there was no social media. Um, but it was fun. And clearly we're not gonna talk about the top 25, which is fine, we can talk about it next week. We're not gonna talk about any of the quarterback issues and we can talk about that next week. We've gone over an hour <clears throat> on, you know, you ruining the rankings. Um, <laughs> what else did you do? And our experience with camps and, and stars. The and camps are like too that. long. <laughs> oh, well, dude, come on. Uh, well, we our ultimate 100 camps. I remember that. We don't really run those anymore in that way. My they God. used to go for f at least five hours, maybe six. No, longer. More than that? You don't even know. Longer. Yeah. Longer. Dude, we were – okay, Kenny Bigelow. Remember him? Yeah, of course. He was a freshman at that Lions Christian or whatever yeah, in Delaware. Yeah, I And you were running one of your uh, your, your NEC 100s in Jersey, okay? And the, the O-line, D-line, I forget where it was. The O-line, D-line. Uh, it was at Man, uh, um, Madawan High School. Okay. The O-line, D-line was off the, the main field. It was up yes. on a hill with lots of, you know, the grass wasn't cut and shit. Right. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. You had the portable lights and people were putting their cars up. It was 1130 at night and they were still doing one-on-ones and those guys wouldn't stop. Yep. I forget what the offensive lineman's name was too, but he was like also a big time center. And yeah. That was a great camp. Five hours. No, no, no. Cause guess what? We showed up for registration around noon. Rashawn Gary was a baby at that camp, I think. He might have been an eighth grader freshman, even. Might have been. But we showed up for registration at noon, maybe earlier. Yeah. And that didn't end till midnight. Because I remember standing there with Mark Rashawnik and some other people. And I'm like, Schumann's never going to end this camp. Ever. <laughs> and you were out there in the midst of it. And oh, you're yeah, like, oh, yeah. You versus you versus you. And I'm like, dude, it's midnight. <laughs> Can we go? 
<laughs> you would have run that camp till three in the morning. Oh yeah. So uh, not five hours. That was a 12 hour and everything like that. You did one summit red lion and stuff like that. They were 12 hour events they were all theirs. And it's great. Listen, you're given value for the money that's right. paid, but man, they were long. They were long. I, that, 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 that's true. I mean, I used to be so into it. Well, that's when you had so, energy. Like, like I had energy. Yeah, we're young. I was so young. Now we're like 12 hour camp. What are you kidding? Like I don't think I can make it five days. <laughs> I, I, yeah. Oh yeah. 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 12 hours over five days. That's what it'd have to be. <laughs> you were legitimately like almost taking one-on-ones yourself at 1130 and I was just worn out and I'm like, I, I, I don't know how he's doing it. I told people this and no one ever like, they can't fathom it when I explain this. I said, there was a time really like in the first five or six years, we would go 22 weekends straight, leave, leave on a Friday morning, do some, we would do like a little training thing the day before sometimes at these places for kids. And then Saturday we do a camp. Um, we get in a plane or drive, depending on where the next one was, land at the next place Saturday night, do a camp Sunday all day, a whole entire day. And then hopefully we could get out of there Sunday. But sometimes if it ended late, like I remember the doors would be closed. We'd be like, oh, I'm like, all right, I guess I got to get you guys hotel roofs. Like we're, we're too late. We got to get. And how many of those guys, how many of those guys that worked with you were left? There's a handful and they run their own regional one. They're, they're in their own regions now. Probably where I actually am like in New Jersey. Yeah. The guys, this is interesting. None of the leaders, like the guys who ran camps with me are there in New Jersey, but the guys who coach like the positions, there's still three or four guys. If I call them up for positions, they come out and they do the position work. And, Mm -hmm. and what's amazing is we talk about experience. These guys have done so many camps. Like they did, um, you know, they still do like they've done Roman Obens camps now. Like all these other guys got these guys because they used to, they would come to my camps and these were my guys. And they were so, they did, my guys used to do so many camps in a, in a spring that you would want to hire them because they just, they could do the, the, their drills. It was like ingrained in their head. So, Anytime those guys come down, like they'll do the two or three camps with me a year. It's like, I don't even have to pay attention. Like they're doing their stuff and it's like, they come over to hand me who's the best guy. Like there's no, in the old but, days we used to get together and, and huddle and everything I like know, that. Yeah. But I remember the people that ran your organization with you. And the, the reason I asked that question is how many are left. And, and you're talking about position coaches and stuff, but nobody who ran your organization from the beginning is still in this. Why? Because it's a grind. It's seven days a week. It's 365. Exactly. It burns people out. Nobody that I I worked with um, initially at the beginning of my career when I be, first became a national analyst, nobody is still in this industry that I worked with. And, and that's the point of this promo is like, okay, that guy's still in front of the camera talking about football because he lasted because his work ethic is nonstop. There are people on Facebook that are friends of mine from your NUC days. Okay. Uh, like Brian, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 100 years ago, Brian. And and they prop up and like, oh, I just got married or, you know, this is my anniversary or whatever. And I'm like, wow. Like that was 20 years ago and they didn't last. They couldn't for whatever reason, nothing against them, but they didn't have the staying power. You know, and it's the same with me. I'm, I'm friends on Facebook with people that I used to work with who are now 
in completely different industries because this industry will destroy you, wear you out, and you will age poorly like us, and you'll just be tired all the time. So that's why the experience is invaluable because guess what? You can go to these other dudes who have hopped in recently. They're not going to last. Nobody can last 25 years, 20 plus no. years in this industry. Nobody can. No, because you have to be willing to go from it. As in my case, I was a, I was a handsome, uh, really great looking guy. And now I look like Kenny Rogers. I mean, that's just how it works. You got to be I don't even to know. Up. I don't even know who I look like. Kenny Rogers ain't bad. I would take that. Um, I look like, uh, who's D'Onofrio? The dude who played Kingpin. Um, and he was on uh, Law & Order. Uh, special victims, I think. You know, Mark D'Onofrio. He was the guy in uh, Full Metal Jacket who went oh, crazy. Oh, gosh, of course. I know he is, yeah. Yeah, but he didn't age well either because <laughs> I don't know why. But it's it's just the way it is. But this this stuff here you see on us, this is, yeah, it's gray, but this is earned. And it means that we spent 12 hours at a camp or we know what this industry was 25 years ago and what's changing. And we know what's coming next too. I just told everybody the six stars coming. It's coming. I can tell you right now. And I know what other things are coming. And a lot of them are ridiculous and they aren't gonna help kids get scholarships at all. They're actually gonna hurt them. But at least we can help them. But I got helmets to buy. So it, there's a cost. I like, I like the helmets in the back. Now are those awesome. favorites? What what are These, those? So I got some others there. This is so this is an example of my collectible. So this is a this is a, a full speed flex Michigan authentic helmet with visor. Um Tom Brady sign. This is worth probably five thousand dollars. That's unbelievable. And so I love these type of things because I love football. So behind me, you see like Pitt and there's Aaron Donald on that one and, and, and Vikings, Adrian Peterson and stuff like that. Now, I used to have a ton more, uh, but then it became overwhelming. And when I moved, I had to cut it down. So now I'm at the kind of, as you say, favorites, but I will I'll sell those and then buy a new one. What is the why. R back there? What is that one? What's the R behind you? The blue R. That's Rams. Okay, so that's the Rams. Oh, okay. That's, and that's Isaac Bruce. You got Adrian Peterson, Jamar Chase, Bengals, Deion Sanders, Falcons, uh, Aaron Donald, Pitt, Joe Namath, and then that's a um, Larry Fitzgerald Chrome. But there's a bunch more over there you can't see. Oh, that's cool. We yeah, have so a we have a Joe Namath. I have, I have a Joe Namath That's as well yeah. that we gave awesome. I gave to my father, who's a big Joe Namath fan. And then he, one my son's birthday, like just he goes, listen, I have a gift for you. <laughs> he, he said, I'm giving you family. the Joe Namath helmet because you know, he's older. I guess he was, you yeah. know, he wanted to have it, it, it just in case something happened. So he gave my son the Joe Namath helmet. I said, wait, you're giving the ha the helmet, the Joe Namath helmet that I use my hard-earned money to give to you. <laughs> But he's keeping it in the family. He is. You know? he, gave it my, he gave it to my – so my son has it next to his his bed, like honest thing. There's no reason, obviously, for a seven-year-old to know who Joe Namath is. But Joe Namath is among his favorite Jet quarterbacks now because of that helmet. Yeah, and it's just cool. I mean, football's cool. 
Everything about it's cool. The helmets are cool. It's just something about it. So collectibles, I got into helmets more than trading cards or anything like that. But I will tell you, I mean, they're freaking expensive. I mean, this one's four grand. So, you know, that's why there's a charge for the promo. So I can look at my Tom Brady. <laughs> this isn't a charity. I'm not a charitable human being. But I will help you. I will help you. You will help you. If yes, you sign up. That's absolutely, that's absolutely so correct. This was a minute 15 of nothing then. Uh, we, we did a, an hour 15. Probably have, I mean, and by the way, yeah. might have more valuable clips in us talking about absolutely, it's like, it was like a Seinfeld episode, but mm -hmm. more valuable clips in this than maybe anything else, especially with respect yeah. to recruiting. Uh, especially with yeah so cut them up i mean because i don't know how to do it cut them up uh send them to me uh as you see fit i'll pop them out there um you know send me the audio video as we always do go to myfootballcamps.com d1 um, sign up for the promotion if you're interested in the affiliate program if you mentor uh young kids whether you're noel divine or somebody else uh dm us um, we have a referral system and it's going to help not just us but everybody it just does. There's no downside to it whatsoever. Has been one person that signed up for this that said, wow, this has been a disappointment. No, it's just not going to happen because I won't let it happen. And you won't let it happen. We do not disappoint people. Yeah. That's exactly right. And listen, we, we, we have like, you know, you talked about McQuay earlier, you know, his foundation is a, is a part of us. He signed, you know, we have a QBU that's with us now. And we can we can announce them because they are with us. Um, Youth one is that's, signed up. That's Joey, right? Joe Boyster. Yes. Yeah. See, I love this too because these are kids that I covered in high school. And Joey Joe Boyster couldn't play college football because he had a medical diagnosis that was unknown, and he was a great quarterback. And it just running across him on Facebook that he's running QB camps now. I just hit him up and I said, "Hey, what's up?" He's like, "Oh my God, what's up, man? I've been following your stuff, and I haven't talked to him in 15 years." But it's just like we picked up talking when he was like a 17-year-old kid, and now he's interested and he's an affiliate of ours. And now I get to work with Joe Boyster as an adult, which is really cool for me. And he gets to work with the future Joe Boysters, the younger kids. And it's just all of it's really kind of just cool. It really is cool. Well, uh, we'll we'll wrap it up because I I could probably we could talk all day. I got to go back to vacationing, which is sitting on a beach or eating. Uh, sandwiches for for a few days even though you're, you're probably like me i'm an anxious vacationer i i drive everybody nuts because i'm you doing can't. something the whole time that we're on vacation i drive everybody crazy i drive everyone yeah. nuts. well you can't That's i mean listen somebody texts you you got to answer the text yep. i'm sorry it's business it's 24 hours no one's going to pay you but you and you're an entrepreneur so vacation's great but it's a working vacation MyFootballCamps.com slash D1. You can also go to NUCSports.com slash D1. The affiliate program, you have a question about that. I think the best thing on affiliates is always DM me, me, and my, uh, me or Mike, and we'll send you the, the, the yeah, link. Yeah, we'll, we'll end up calling you. I mean, we'll yeah. end up calling you. We'll talk to you about it. Through anyway. it. And that's what I've done anyway. <laughs> Anyone who's filled it out, I call them. And uh, we'll, we'll see you next week. You guys have – did I lose you? No, I just got – I got a – freaking phone call all right you, you take you take that phone call we'll see you all next week i'll close it out and uh make sure you check out myfootballcamps.com slash d1 any questions hit us up have a great day all right see you bye see you later
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.